Hello and welcome to Cool Time Life. People, productivity and tech. I'm your host, Steve Prentice. Here's what you need to know about this podcast series. Each of our Cool Time Life podcasts is 10 minutes or so in length. That's it. Each one focuses on a topic dealing with people, productivity or technology. Each contains short units offering ideas and facts you probably need to know about to thrive in today's busy world. An index of our podcasts, their blogs, who I am, as well as subscription information, is all available at steveprentice.com slash podcast. Now, on with the show. The light at the end of the tunnel. The other thing that is top of mind for people in this dark and dreary period of the year is vacation. There are many more ads on TV right now, offering getaways to tropical destinations where blue oceans and sandy beaches beckon. From a productivity perspective, vacations are huge. They are a major contributor not only to health and to life balance, but also to productivity, and that's something that many people have a hard time getting their heads around. It's impossible for people to imagine going on vacation for two weeks anymore, or even two days, without checking their email or touching base with the office. Most people can't even imagine going on vacation, and they actually don't. There are statistics available everywhere, of course, but here are a few that are pulled from a story in The Guardian written by Jana Kasperkovic. A link to this story is, of course, on the show notes page for this podcast. Once again, just go to steveprentice.com and click on the link that says Podcasts. Jana writes that the number of unused vacation days in the U.S. recently was 169 million, which is equivalent to $52.4 billion in lost benefits. The reason for this, she writes, is that many employees are afraid to take vacations, while others just don't get any at all. In fact, she points out that only about 77% of Americans working for privately owned companies got paid vacation days. Those who choose not to go fear the FaceTime problem, and they also feel that too much work will pile up while they are gone, and so they'll be so stressed when they return that the time off won't be worth it. Clearly, there's a problem here. You only need to look at your cell phone or the gas gauge on your car to see that the tools that we rely on most all need to be recharged or refilled regularly if they are to stay useful. You can't use something once it has exhausted its power supply, so why do we think we can for ourselves? Well, first of all, there's fear. There's the fear of missing out on work that's going on and the fear, perhaps, of being discovered as expendable. If you vanish for a week and people just go on without you, then just maybe you think they won't need you at all, or perhaps someone else will sneak in and take your place. The fear of losing out negates the perceived pleasure of any type of vacation. Secondly, there's compulsion. Specifically, the compulsion to stay in touch through email and messaging. We have become so used to the constant bombardment of information that a few days without it seems to not only be an impossibility, it also seems to be quite scary. Absolute silence after so many years of noise is a very hard thing to take. And thirdly, there's fear again. This time, the fear of the backlog. The huge mountain of work and emails waiting for you upon your return, and even the fear of departing, the rush of work needed to get finished before you walk out of the door. But all of these fears can be countered and vanquished with just a little planning and communication. Now, I'll share with you how to do this in just a moment, but before I do, let's look first at the three, yes, three distinct ways in which vacations work as productivity and time management tools. The most obvious is the vacation itself. It is supposed to be a time when you let go of all the stresses and pressures of the working year and do the things that you really want to do. Most people find that the first three days or so of a vacation to be a major period of transition as they catch up on all the sleep they have missed and actually gear down from the pace of business. 
After those first few days, the restorative effects of the vacation start to take shape, and like so many other areas of life, this does not exist only in the mind. It has profound effects on the body, particularly the immune system, as you start to actually feel relaxed and good. But the benefits of a vacation do not, or should not, start and end with the dates of that vacation itself. There is also the anticipation of a vacation to consider. If you find yourself in a stressful work situation, putting in extra hours and dealing with crisis after crisis, one of the best ways of mitigating the stress of that moment is to look forward to the break or the vacation on the horizon. This is the light at the end of the tunnel. Knowing there is an end in sight has both a motivating and a calming effect on your mind and body. For example, I work with a lot of accountants, many of whom are tax accountants. When tax season starts in earnest January-February time, they face weeks of long, frustrating days racing against the clock to file on behalf of their clients, many of whom were responsible for the stress in the first place. For tax accountants, there is no way to defer this work. It has to get done now. It is a crunch period. Okay, fair enough. But when I ask them what they plan to do after they have filed that last return, most of them simply shrug their shoulders and say, I don't know, I'm just going back to work, I guess. But this would be a perfect time to look forward to a vacation scheduled for immediately after that last return gets filed. Anticipating the vacation, knowing there's a break coming, allows your entire body to meter out its energy and stamina accordingly. It is an inbuilt response. Now, to explain that a little bit better, let me just give you two examples. The first one is gym class, and the second one is Navy SEALs. With gym class, I invite you to picture yourself out on the football field or soccer pitch, January, February, cold, wet, horrible time of year. You're out there on the pitch, and the gym teacher says to you one of these two following phrases. My question to you is, which of these seems to be the lesser of the two evils? The gym teacher either says to you, go out there and give me 12 laps around the field, or the gym teacher says, go out there and start running until I tell you to stop. Most people I ask would say that the first one, the 12 laps, is the least evil because you know when it's going to be over. It's finite. This now brings us to the Navy SEALs. Navy SEALs are famous for being amongst the toughest soldiers in the world. These guys are amazing. And one, or just one of the ways, just one of the ways in which they become so amazing is that part of their survival training takes away that knowledge of the light at the end of the tunnel, the finite concept. So now imagine you are stuck outside without shelter, you're approaching hyperthermia and you have very little food left. Now, if you received word that a helicopter would be coming to get you in 12 hours once the sky clears, the odds are good you could muster up your internal resources to get through that cold, chiefly because you know that help is on the way. There is an end to this hell. But Navy SEALs don't get that luxury. Part of their survival training is to endure those types of horrific situations with no knowledge of when they will be over. And that is extremely taxing. Your body needs to know when it will be over in order to survive. So now back to the vacation scenario. For those tax accountants, and for you. When you know a break is on the way, you will be better suited to survive the current stressors, and this has both short-term and longer-term health benefits. Finally, the third of our vacation benefits is the memory of the vacation past. These are good memories, and feeling good always has long-term physiological rewards. As the old expression goes, no one on their deathbed ever wished they had spent more time at the office. Great memories flood your brain with endorphins, and this too serves as insulation against the stressors of the workday. So how can you prepare for a vacation? 
Your vacation should be treated as one of the most important parts of your job, as I have just said, because that is what it is. Consequently, vacation days must be defended if year-round productivity and achievement are your goals. This means that you must take time to plan your vacation period carefully to help ensure a smooth, stress-free departure and a smooth, stress-free return. First, plan ahead to avoid that pre-vacation crunch. The last few days at the office before a vacation can actually be more stressful than usual because it seems that all that work you normally would have done if you weren't going away becomes immediately top priority. Everyone around you feels you absolutely must get it all done before you take off. But this is a completely avoidable situation since vacations rarely come as a surprise. Most vacations are reserved many months in advance and just to ensure that everyone doesn't take off at the same time. So if you start planning your departure a few weeks or even months before your actual date, you can influence the timelines of all your projects, meetings and other office events to coincide and to end perfectly at that departure time. Remember, a vital component of this whole cool time life philosophy. The most basic rule of all is that success comes from just two words, planning and communication. So it's essential to draw a protective barrier around the period of your vacation, especially including the 10 business days leading up to it and the 10 immediately following your return. Make sure those days before your vacation are carefully planned so that you can hand off responsibilities to others and wrap up your projects. The days preceding a vacation should not be just business as usual for you. They should be about winding down and handing off. If you try to keep on working on your normal tasks at your normal pace on these days, you will simply generate more stress and overwork than the holiday could possibly alleviate. Draw up a list of colleagues who can be counted on to perform those small tasks on your behalf, such as returning a call, maybe, or ensuring delivery of a package on the first Monday when you are away. Set up instructions on your outgoing voicemail message and also on your email auto-reply and any other messaging systems you have, letting everyone know that you will be unavailable. Let them also be ready for your absence in advance. In your message, let them know when you will be available to respond to their questions. But make sure that that date is not your first day back at the office. Remind people that you will soon be back and life will soon go on as usual. But do not, under any circumstances, try and work till midnight of that Friday to get everything done. You just can't. The more you can plan this in advance, the more likely you are to be able to leave early on that wonderful first day of vacation. But most importantly, plan your return before you leave. Though most people don't want to even think about their return to work as they start the holiday, a smooth return will help to ease the stress of stepping back into the rat race. The day of your return should not include any meetings. It should be a transition day in which time is given over to catching up on the events that happened during your absence, returning those calls and emails, and updating your agenda and getting back up to speed. It should not be about work as normal. Definitely do not say yes to a meeting request at 9am on the first day back. This is highly counterproductive to the restorative and therapeutic effects of that vacation. Ease into your work week by at least one day if you want to maintain maintain the benefits of that holiday. A vacation is a tool for relaxing and rebuilding. It is part of your job. It is the recharging component. You benefit, your family benefits, and yes, your company or business benefits. So there you have it. 
If you have a comment about the show or a question you would like answered in a future episode, please do let me know. You can drop me a line through the contact form on my webpage, steveprentice.com. That's S-T-E-V-E-P-R-E-N-T-I-C-E.com. You could follow me on Twitter at Stephen Prentice, the full name, Stephen Prentice. And if you like what you hear, please do consider subscribing and leaving a review. All of the details are at steveprentice.com under the podcast link. The theme music for Cool Time Life was obtained through podcastthemes.com. And until next time, I'm Steve Prentice. Thanks for listening.